You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. On radio, the original social media, and coming to you from the Dexcom G6 studios, make knowledge your superpower for managing type 1 diabetes. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M. Dot com. Thank you for tuning in to tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, April 9th, 2021. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Are you sure? Yeah, a little bit. You at least still sound like yourself. Well, I sound like myself lately. Vocal yeah. cords are still swollen and inflamed. Just my luck. But each week you sound a little better. Do you think? Yeah. Because I'm still thinking I sound as bad as I have been. I'm just sorry that our listeners have to put up with it. We don't have to, but thank you for doing so, (laughs) for putting up with it. But more importantly, we love it because I have to talk less when you, I don't mean you, Chris, I mean you, our listening audience, that we love so much, calls in and participates on the program. So please explain while I rest my voice for a moment. How does one do that? Well, there's a few ways you can do that. One is you can uh, call the uh, old-fashioned phone number because sometimes phones still make phone calls. But you can call us at 800-899-4686. That's 800-899-INTO. That works. Or the coolest way and newest way is you can just visit our site at intotomorrow.com from anything that has a browser, your laptop, your desktop, your phone, your tablet. You like to say your shoe. Uh, Well, if your shoe has a browser, yeah. yeah, Well, if anybody's would, yours would. Okay. Uh, But there's a little uh, button there, Ask Dave. On the right side. On the right side, uh, Ask Dave with a little microphone. You can press that, and from your browser, using your microphone on your device, you can send us a question. Yeah. And we will then, once that call makes it on the air, we will send out some prizes, and stay tuned, because we'll tell you later in the show uh, some of the cool stuff you can get. That's true. we got a bunch of neat stuff to share with you these days. Oh, and... If that doesn't work, because if you don't want to be heard, if you have a voice like mine lately and <laughs> you'd rather not be heard, you can even text our 800 number. And we, although we much prefer to hear you, trust me, even if you sound bad like I do lately, we just still want to hear you. So how does one text to our 800 number? Well, just like you would send a text to any other number, but you send a text to 800-899-4686. Ah, first name and city and how you hear us. Yes. Always. What was that? 800 800- Eight nine nine four six eight six, but and give us your first name, how you hear us, and what else did you say? The city, <laughs> the city you're listening to us from. <laughs> God, I know it's tough. It's too much information. Some tech news and commentary, and we will get to more of your calls. Lots of uh, folks participating this week, not nearly enough. So that's why we want to hear from you. And there's always special prizes, extra goodies for first time callers. First-time participants. Maybe you want to help another listener add to one of our answers. Or you have a consumer tech question. Or you want to share some tech rage. And we'll use our own bleep button. Don't worry. Just share your tech rage. Whatever the case, we just want to hear you. 
Yes. After a long pilot period, T-Mobile has now made its 5G home internet service a reality. Ooh. The company made the announcement on a live stream this past Wednesday, um, teased at it as its next uncarrier move, um, and says that 30 million homes are now eligible for the service. Oh, hopefully Ten, yours is one of them. 10 million of which are in rural areas. Oh. Uh, the service costs $60 per month if you use auto pay. Of course, it's an extra $5 because everybody wants auto pay these days. Yeah. Um, it comes with no data caps, hardware or rental fees, or annual contracts. Nice. Now, T-Mobile says that most customers will experience speeds of 100 megabits per second, and all eligible customers should see an average speeds of about 50 megabits per second. I get a, a one gigabit. Yeah, well, you're special. Yeah, that's true. Now, depending on your coverage area, it will either use 4G or 5G signal, whichever is faster. But there is an important caveat. Home Internet customers are subject to data slowdowns during times of network congestion, which, of course, could be a serious deterrent for customers who live in dense areas. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. So there's no data caps. But they might slow you down. Oh, boy. That's not fair. Now, I was ecstatic to read the news that I could have an alternative to the very uh, unreliable Comcast Internet that I have. And I immediately went to their website. I put in my address. Yay! And it's not available in my area. Oh. <laughs> well, come on, T-Mobile. And Make still... it available in Chris's area so he can slam Concast some more and then promote you. And Verizon has been teasing the same thing. And I'm on, I'm quote-unquote on their list. So to, you'll even to move to Verizon. I'll move to Verizon. <laughs> whoever gets it first, whoever can get me off of Concast, oh, I'll go with. Well, you all better ta- stay tuned. Keep listening. But... T-Mobile and Verizon, you're in a race for Chris's love, Mm -hmm. (laughs) basically for Chris's internet. Yeah. A user in a low-level hacking forum published the phone numbers and personal data of hundreds of millions of Facebook users, and they posted posted it all for free online. Business Insider reported that the leak includes personal info on 533 million Facebook users, including phone numbers, Facebook IDs, full names, locations, birth dates, bios, and in some cases, their email addresses. Great, as if we don't get enough spam already. So thank you, Facebook, for letting that happen. Facebook, of course, been grappling with data security issues for years now. In 2018, the social media giant disabled a feature that allowed users to search for one another using a phone number following revelations that the political firm Cambridge Analytica had accessed information on up to 87 million Facebook users without their knowledge or consent. you think they would have learned their lesson there. Yeah. And that was only 87 million Facebook users. This is now 533 million Facebook users. Yeah, but I saw something somewhere where Facebook was saying that it was just it was it was scraped, it wasn't hacked, and it was f- several years old oh, or something, please. or from some thing from that was that was several years ago. I don't. So if you've been a faithful Facebook user for several years, you were most likely to be in trouble. Yeah, they're basically trying to pass off the blame and say it's not our fault. It's no, no, not a problem. You know, don't, don't worry about it. Well, thank you Zuckerberg for yeah. doing yet another goofy thing to screw with people. Let us still keep spying on every aspect of your life. It's no no problem. Don't yeah. worry. It's okay for Facebook. But others, eh, maybe not so much. TikTok creators will soon be able to add uh, automatically generated captions to their videos. The option to add auto captions will appear in the editing page after a video has been uploaded. TikTok says the the feature will be available in American, English, and Japanese and coming to more languages in the coming months. Ah. It's a good thing. Yep. Stay tuned for more and visit us at intotomorrow.com. 
Guys, by now, you've heard the great news. If you've wanted to try Viagra or Cialis, but were worried about the price, Blue Pills Direct can finally give you the results you've been looking for. Why pay almost $15 per pill when you can get the same results you need for only $2 per pill? That's right. Call today and receive 50 blue pills or 50 yellow pills for only $99. That's only $2 per pill and saves you almost $500 from your local pharmacy. Why wait? Call 888-914-4247 today and finally have those breathtaking, toe-curling moments again and again. Call 888-914-4247 right now and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 888-914-4247. That's 888-914-4247. Call 888-914-4247. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Thanks for tuning in, especially during our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer tech, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, software, all sorts of cool things available today and into tomorrow. Thus the name of the show. Aren't we clever? Our next guest's purpose is to redefine the personal security experience through hybrid technology with the consumer in mind, and he'll get you in and out of places with a finger. He's the inventor, CEO, and founder of Benji Lock, Robbie Cabral. Robbie, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Well, Dave, it's uh, it's an honor to be here. I'm pretty good. Uh, uh, tell you the truth, uh, I'm actually a big fan of you because uh, you are a CES veteran. Oh, very and true. That's- and that's where ba- basically Benji Lock started, and we personally haven't had a chance to meet. So hopefully now in this upcoming one, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a hybrid 2022 or live, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And I'm actually uh, pretty honored to be here on your show. Well, terrific. We're glad to have you because uh, I've heard of you as well for over the years. Certainly people who are fans of Shark Tank have heard of you, and we'll get to that as well. Um, but yeah, 26 years covering CES, uh, virtually this year, of course. But I'm, I'm in agreement with you. We're hoping it's an in-person event again uh, or hybrid of sorts, but we'll be there and then we'll, we'll get to meet. You should also, and I'll say it on the air because it's something we promote uh, big time, you should consider joining us in September in Berlin for IFA. That's the European version of CES, even a bigger show, as a matter of fact. And this will be our 18th year broadcasting from there. We'll get you into our broadcast center in Berlin and talk to you as well in person. So maybe we can meet there before Lost Wages Nevada next time. So That that, that would be a good idea. You know, I haven't personally been to that show yet, so maybe this will be the first time. I mean, good good thing that you brought that up. Oh, for sure. We we can talk more off the air. I'm happy to connect you with our friends from IFA. Uh, They do a heck of a show. That's why we continue to go there. We had to skip last year as well something about some Rona uh, (laughs) where the EU wouldn't let us in, So and and I was in a hospital at the time. So (laughs) we've gotten beyond that now. So we're planning... uh, 
to be there in September and hopefully uh, at the very least attend the show and check it out. And then I know you want to exhibit the next year. So we'll talk about that. But speaking about um, uh, finances and, and just getting it all going, how did you happen to start Benji Lock and why that name? Do you have a dog named Benji or how did that work? Well, you know, I, I'll, I'll try to cut it short, but basically, uh, you know, I was uh, working at my normal regular job. You know, I got uh, two kids at home. My wife is, is a teacher. And at the time, you know, uh, my wife was pregnant and the job I took, uh, they said, you know, it's it's family owned. You're good to go. Uh, there, You know, nothing is going to happen. And long story short, six months into it, you know, I guess the financial or anything that was going on in the company, I got laid off. Oh, and it was in the worst time of the year because it was December. And then the same day that I got laid off in the morning time, around nighttime, my younger daughter, now that she's actually sits now, uh, Livia was born. Oh, so during God. that time the frame, the same day you were laid off, the same oh. day. So <laughs> it, it like really hit me like a brick because I was like, wow, what am I going to do now? You know, I'm, I don't have a job. I got now three kids at home with a newborn. Uh, my wife has to go back to teaching in a month or so. Now I'm basically unemployed at home with kids and, you know, so at the end of the day, I decided, you know, let's do better uh, for myself, for my family. And I started, you know, doing exercise and, and taking the kids to the park and taking care of the chores at home. And long story short, one day I go to the gym at nighttime and I'm in the locker room. And all of a sudden I see someone that left the key inside the locker. And I see the manager comes in and they try to bolt cut the lock and oh then they put God. a drill. And I'm looking at all of this, Dave. And. I'm saying, wow, how come there's just not a lock that you can open with your fingerprint, but also with a traditional key? Just keep it simple. No app, no phone needed. And, and maybe this would not have happened. And that's kind of where the whole Benji Lock idea started. So or Benji Lock was born. That was the concept. Gotcha. So I'm guessing then what I'm holding up, one of the giveaways you sent for our audience, the Benji Lock padlock. And you've got a couple of different flavors of this, different sizes. But yeah, there's an opportunity just for your fingerprint. And we did use one here in our studios. Worked like a champ. So we were able to assign it to a bunch of staff that needed to get into a secured uh, locker, basically. And uh, and it worked so easily and quickly. I mean, we you barely tap it. The lock's open. And yet others whose fingerprint wasn't assigned can't get in. And uh, unless they have bolt cutters or something, well, if it's that important, I'm not w- worried about what's in the locker. Uh, so <laughs> that's pretty cool. But why the name Benji? Where'd that come from? You know, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, uh, the dog movie because, uh, you know, at the time, I I remember I was in my living room and I'm coming up with a lot of names and ideas. And all of a sudden, out of a list of names, uh, Benji Lock came up and I said, Benji. And then my wife goes, why not Benji Lock? And I said, you know what? Benji Lock sounds nice. It sounds catchy, sounds simple, and the kids will like it. And I feel like it will connect with anyone. And tell you the truth, you know, the... The padlock industry, which is the regular idea where it started, I always felt that it was kind of boring and and I felt like maybe let's just give it a little spark. And I think that name was just different. And that's kind of where the name started. And then that whole process, it was basically myself trying to build a prototype for the next couple of years and, and kind of building a little brand name and the colors and how I wanted to look and feel and all this stuff. And then by little research... You know, I said, where's the best place to actually unveil this prototype? And that's where CES came in. 
Gotcha. And you spent that time while unemployed uh, actually creating quite the success story. So then the next step, I guess, well, it sounds like uh, overnight, but it wasn't. It was obviously, as you mentioned, a couple of years building the prototypes and getting the ideas going. How do you end up then on Shark Tank? And for those who saw you on Shark Tank, uh, talk about a success story. Uh, but how'd that come about? Well, it actually came about all around the CES momentum uh, because I have my my little startup booth at, at Eureka Park at CES, and mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm on a, on a grind every day, coming in, showcasing my product, sleeping five hours a time, you know. And during that time frame, they had um, I guess I believe a, a Shark Tank casting call in the Venetian Hotel, and I've never heard of the show, never really thought of it, um, but a lot of people came by the booth and said, hey. Uh, this looks like a could be a product for Shark Tank. You should go try it out. I never, I didn't even wanted to bother with it. Um, mm-hmm. But at the time, my wife goes, you know what? You should go do it. A lot of people are just saying, talking about it. Why not do the line and, you know, just test your luck? So I said, you know, why not? So went in, did a line, uh, did a little quick casting of two minutes and kind of forgot about it. And a couple of weeks later after the show, I'm at home and all that. And then I got a, a cold call saying, hey, this is so-and-so from the Shark Tank show. And we would like for you to come in. And and that whole process was probably like six months on a back and forth interviews and and doing a lot of research on your company because I have to do all these backgrounds and all that. And if it's legit, if it's not. And long story short, they told me one day, hey, uh, you know, come in and, and do your thing. And I said, you know, I don't have nothing to lose. I'm already... <laughs> You know, probably $90,000 already out of financials. My credit cards are all over the place. Um, And why not? You know, just just be yourself and and see if it works out. And I think it, it, it was a good good move for myself. Oh, it was definitely a good move. And then you ended up uh, making a deal with uh, Mr. Wonderful, right? Uh, Kevin O'Leary uh, is the, the guy that uh, was most impressed by you and your and your pitch. Correct, correct. I mean, uh, the, the show itself, it's it's uh, it's accelerating uh, because you don't know who you're going to pitch the, the product literally until a couple minutes before. And then when you actually step into the show, you have to wait at least like 30 seconds before you actually start your pitch. So during those 30 seconds, you know, a lot of people may not know this, but a lot of the sharks, they're all looking at their phones and looking at you and looking at your brand name and searching right away to see because they don't know who you are. So they want to make sure who is this? What's what product is this? Can I can I get him on a question or something? And and that was accelerating. I was nervous, but I said, I don't have nothing to lose. Um, and I think it helped me out a lot because I never really seen the show. Uh, I kind of went and, and, and was just myself. Wow. And while being myself, uh, I think I noticed through all, all the sharks, they were all great from Mark Cuban to Lori Grenier, Barbara Corcoran. I think at the time it was uh, Alex Rodriguez, mm-hmm. uh, which in my case, I was almost connected because he's Dominican. I'm Dominican. And, and, and I felt that there was a good connection there too. But at the end of the day, I felt that um, Kevin O'Leary said one thing. He said, have you ever thought of licensing? And at the time, uh, you know, I, I had approach from companies and all that. Um, but I thought to myself, I want to keep my brand name because I felt that as soon as you license, it's kind of like in the music industry that, they sign you for a for a record deal, and all of a sudden you a record comes out, and all of a sudden they said, "Well, this band or this artist is not going to make it anymore. Let's shelf it." Mm-hmm. And I felt that I did not wanted to be part of a a corporation that they just 
take out the name and they just take your technology and that's it. Well, yeah, and if this is your baby, like one of your children that you've really nurtured all this time. So I I couldn't agree more with, you know, well, that might be interesting, but I don't think I want to do that. You know, this is mine. I want to see it through. And, and you know, when he asked that, it, 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 it really touched me because I said, you know what, he's actually thinking kind of like where I've been thinking that, you know, he's thinking outside the box. And then he asked me a lot of questions, too, and. And also he asked me, why do you have a guitar on set? And I said, well, I used to be a musician back in the day. And when you had to put your music instruments in the van, you had to lock it up on the back. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I didn't know that uh, Kevin O'Leary, he loves playing guitar. He's a shredder. Uh, so so those were things right away that I connected on an artistic way. And I felt that he knows business. I'm not. That's not my forte. My forte has always been a creator. And that's why I think that partnership ended up being a, a great one. So that's why I went with him. And and I think, Robbie, that it was probably so much better that you weren't familiar with the show. So you didn't have that anxiety on top of the initial anxiety anyway. You figured nothing to lose. What the heck? I'm going to go in. I'm going to do my pitch. I'm going to talk about my my love for my products and my, my creativity. And if they like it, great. If they don't, eh. Nothing ventured, nothing lost kind of thing. And it worked out very well for you. Robbie, there's so much more to talk about that we've got to take a quick break and come back and chat more with the inventor, CEO, and founder of Benji Lock at BenjiLock.com, B-E-N-J-I Lock.com. Robbie Cabral, I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. More Into Tomorrow coming up. you in recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text STAY to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text STAY to 321321. That's S-T-A-Y to 321321. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to tomorrow. It's our 26th year on the air. I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the inventor, CEO, and founder of Benji Lock, that's B-E-N-J-I Lock, BenjiLock.com, Robbie Cabral. What was the end deal uh, with Mr. Wonderful that you did? So in the end, uh, I went to the show. I remember I asked uh, 200000 for 10% of the company, and then all the, the sharks were kind of pitching in, 200000 for 20%, 200000 yeah. for 15%. And in the end, it was uh, 200000 for 15% equity in the company. Uh, because in the end, I, I actually wanted a partner. I wanted someone that um, I could also use as a mentor. 
So Kevin to this day has been a great investor, but also a mentor. So any any time that I have questions, uh, he'll be there for me. And um, and it was a great uh, great partnership so far because then it really helped me now uh, kind of leverage that partnership to our next partnership, which is uh, Hampton Products International. Gotcha. So it was a good investment. And how's the company doing now? Well, it's been great. I, I mean, I won't lie to you. It was tough at the beginning because, you know, when we partner up together, we only had a prototype. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's why Kevin said, why not license? Because then, Robbie, think about it. You don't have to put all this money and all this investment and try to now create a product from scratch. And then, you know, I had no idea how the retail world works. And that's another monster yeah. to try to get your product on retail, to try to compete now with all the companies that actually have been there, done that. Um, and I felt to myself, as long as I can keep my brand name, that's what I want to do. I mean, let's do it. So we ended up partnering with Hampton Products, which people know because they make all the Brinks uh, security locks. Okay. And they've been in the business for over 30 plus years. They're the number two padlock company in America. And I felt that they were hungry. Uh, the CEO, Kim Kelly, said, hey, uh, we like Robbie. We, we've seen him at CES. We've been in touch, but nothing really went to fruition until I actually partnered up with Kevin. And then everything kind of uh, flourished. And they said, you know what? Let's make a Benji lock and let's do it. So that process, it took a little bit because they had to kind of digest my prototype. Yeah. And then from there, what you call now uh, design for manufacturing, that's a lot of work. So that really took probably uh, almost six to eight months to kind of finalize that idea. And then the original version, which was ve- this one, uh, fingerprint and traditional key. This one actually came out uh, late August of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there now, uh, thanks to them, we've been able to uh, the same technology use it for the TSA travel lock for traveling. Anyone that is on the go. Um, then we also basically this year at CES, we unveiled a whole lineup of the same technology of fingerprint and key, uh, kind of like, you know, we, you have your bike now, your bike lock, especially now with everyone going through the pandemic, a lot of people biking and all that. Oh, there you go. I see you yep. that you have we, one already. We so. have one for giveaway. So some lucky listener that rides a bike and wants to secure it with their fingerprint uh, can do it. But by all means, and let me remind our audience listening on the radio, visit intotomorrow.com and you'll see the video. So you get to see Robbie and these cool products. You were just demoing the bike lock. So even though I interrupted, sorry about that. Show me how that works. Yeah. So basically, it's the same technology as the original padlock is fingerprint. Just you that unlock quick, it, it unlocks. That's it. Wow. But then you also have your traditional key at the bottom. Gotcha. So th- that was always my main goal when I saw that issue that happened in, in the gym because the gentleman couldn't open his locker. He was locked out because he left the key inside. So I said, why not just make it a hybrid? You know, just kind of like how the cars are now in this day and age going from gas so now you have the hybrid mm-hmm. uh you know plug in you still have your gas you still can plug it in i don't want to go all electric i still want to be in that kind of halfway moment and i feel that sometimes technology wants to go too fast which is great but also you know a lot of us you know in this day and age you still get out of my house right now and all the houses they still have a keyhole yeah so i felt that you know the key is is still a dynamic thing in in, in my technology because i felt that People still use keys, but not everyone wants to go 
all in into the new tech. So um, that was the whole point. And just try to keep it like that simple. There's still no app, no phone is not connected. There's no Bluetooth. It's very personal security. And that was my goal. But to use your car analogy, Robbie, which is very good. But then a lot of people I'm thinking are, are probably listening or watching and saying, I don't need a key for my car. I just have a fob. And it's in my pocket and, and the car unlocks and I push a button to start. So they've eliminated the key in that sense. Uh, do you see eliminating the keys ultimately? I mean, it, it's a great backup, but don't get me wrong. I think it's terrific, especially if you have a hide a key option or, you know, you stash one somewhere, especially as important as it is to get into your own house, for example. Uh, you want to be able to have that backup so you don't mm -hmm. lock yourself out. But you always have your fingers. And the chances yep. are that you're not going to use anything but your fingerprint, your thumb, your forefinger. You, of course, have the option to have many fingers enrolled, if you will, uh, many family members or staff. Uh, so there you got extra backup, too. But I've already learned in using the fingerprint door lock, which we love, that I have my thumb, but I also have a forefinger. And then I have another finger on the other hand, depending on what I may be carrying. So I think that's forward thinking as well. But again, mm -hmm. using technology uh, very appropriately. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, talking on the on the door lock itself, uh, I won't lie to you, the first batch of the fingerprint door locks that we did, I still have it here installed in my home. And the first thing I noticed was when I was going to groceries and normally, you know, in my household, it's always on the go, whether one kid has baseball, the other one has gymnastics, <laughs> uh, up and go with school, the pickups, drop-offs, all these other things. Uh, it used to be before, before that, we all come in and they have to wait in the door because I have the key and I got to open up for them. And now it's like I'm still unloading and the kids are already in because they use their fingerprint. They're already taking a shower. They're doing their thing. And I'm like, wow, that was quick. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and they're all kids. So th that's when I knew that, OK, there's something special here because the younger generation are just kind of getting it right away. Um, and it's just that that ease of of use. Oh, yeah. Well, we have our uh, now nine-year-old young Cameron able to get in and out of the studios very easily as well. And he was so proud that he programmed his fingerprint. And uh, and especially when other staff still had to punch numbers. So that, that was very cool. And again, that easy to do. We're so f way over our interview time, but you're such a delight to chat with. I can see that you're probably got those creative juices flowing. Your R&D is happening. Uh, I'm imagining we can see see more Benji Lock products into tomorrow in the near future. And, uh, and we'll have to get you back on to talk about them as well. Meantime, where can folks find the Benji Lock goodies? Oh, anytime through uh, BenjiLock.com or ByHampton.com and at your available retailer, whether it's Walmart, Home Depot, uh, Lowe's, uh, and even your non-traditional hardware stores like uh, Beta or Urban Outfitters or Best Buy, um, nice. that, that's the beauty of a uh, uh, Benji lock that now we're able to not only go into your traditional hardware stores, but also these new up and coming retailers that you're not accustomed of seeing a lock. So th that, that's the beauty of it. And also that kind of that partnership with Hampton products that they're able to not only manufacture the product, but help me distribute it all over North America. So 
Very proud of that. Well, great success, and we're so happy for you, Robbie. You're you're a gentleman, a young man with a young family, and doing the right thing. It's the American dream, and we're very proud of you for being able to do that. And thank you for joining us on Into Tomorrow. Looking forward to having you back. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it again. It's an honor, you know, from a CES to another CES veteran. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully this coming year we're going to see each other and wishing you always the best. Oh, terrific. And we appreciate that. BenjiLock.com is where you can see all the cool products and see what Robbie and his team now are up to. And of course, IntoTomorrow.com is where we will link you to Robbie's site. We're back with more. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Born on the radio, raised by technology, you're tuned into tomorrow. And we love the fact that you are. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. It's easy to give your own podcast a try. No contracts or cancellation fees. Go to B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com and start your free trial. So it's Blueberry without the E. Blueberry without the E. Gotcha. If you don't have our phone number saved in your phone, here it is so you can participate and win. 800-899-4686. That's 800-899-INTO. Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with this week in tech history. Yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. Here's yesterday. Chris. Yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. History. This week in 1894, Thomas Edison showed off his new invention, the kinetoscope, when the first kinetoscope parlor opened in New York City. Five machines were placed in a row, and a customer could view the films in each for a total of 25 cents. These were often referred to as peep shows, since Uh-oh. one peeped through a personal viewer to see the film. Peep shows? Most illogical. <laughs> These first films were shot by Edison of Annie Oakley performing some of her celebrated feats of marksmanship. Oh, yes. Oh. Hey, come on. It was yeah. just yeah. Annie Oakley. Not, not that kind of peep show. Yeah. Uh, Kinetoscope parlors soon opened all around the U.S. Ah. In 1947 this week, Zumar arrived. No, this is not some comic book superhero. Zumar was a lens demonstrated by NBC TV in New York City. Eventually, the lens would be scaled down for use by regular photographers, not just for television. There are many different kinds of camera lenses available today, including the zoom lens, which is named after the original Zoomar. Ooh, I wonder if uh, Zoom video conferencing ultimately was named. Nah, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. In 1956, Ampex Corporation demonstrated the VRX-1000. This was the first commercially successful video tape recorder. These $50,000 VCRs were hand-built and too large to fit through a standard doorway. CBS was the first on-air user of the machine to tape delay the evening CBS News broadcast with Douglas Edwards. $50,000 VCR. And that was- And that was $1956. Yeah. Wow. In 1970 this week, Apollo 13, the seventh manned Apollo mission and the third intended to land on the moon, was launched from Kennedy Space Center. The now infamous accident during that mission gave rise to the just as infamous line, Houston, we've had a problem. 
which is uh, very often misquoted as Houston, we have a problem. Oh, because it was past tense. Right, it's Houston, we've had a problem. We've had a problem. You know, that's a good point. Because I've even said, Houston, we have a problem, you know. And that was not, well, you can still say that, but it's not the quote. Right. Oh. And this week in 1976, the Apple One personal computer was released. The computer went on sale for $666.66 because developer Steve Wozniak liked repeating numbers. Yeah, but 666? Yeah, I mean, come on. It is Apple. It's yeah, the devil. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. Uh, you almost cracked your voice like I'm doing constantly there. I'm trying to make you feel better. Are you going through puberty as well? Yeah. Ah, I think this is my third puberty session. (laughs) Well, Bob in Worcester, Massachusetts, I hope I said that right, listens online to our free, yes, you too can sign up for the free Into Tomorrow podcast as well. Hey, Bob. Hi, Dave. My receiver that I have been using for the last 20 years finally died. So I went down to a local store and I bought a brand new one. When I got it home, I found out there was no AM just FM only. Oh. My question to you is, do you think AM radio is dead? No. Or the manufacturer was just trying to save some costs. Thank you, and you have a great show. Well, thank you, Bob. Appreciate those nice comments. But this sounds like a case of cost saving. AM and FM radio have both been changing, of course, to meet the times. So as many people shift to streaming their music, for example, from phones or smart speakers, FM has taken to simulcasting a lot of AM talk shows. We probably have 50-50 that we're on, used to be only AMs 26 years ago when we started. But now we probably have as many FM stations that carry into tomorrow as well. It just kind of works out that way. Yeah, and there's some obvious advantages uh, to the FM simulcasting. FM sounds better, but AM still wins in other ways like range. You can pick up an AM station much further away than an FM station. Mm -hmm. Now, AM still has a large and dedicated audience, so it does seem very early to be trying to take out of devices. Sometimes, though, these cheaper devices are marketed to people who don't really care. For example, brands like Vizio have been making displays without TV tuners for years. TV is not dead, though. Uh, But some people don't use or need the TV tuner and and would rather pay slightly less and just not have it. Depending on the type of receiver you got, the reason might be simple. For example, FM chips can be embedded into the same chips that manage Wi-Fi signals. So if you bought a receiver that is Wi-Fi capable, FM probably came for free, and AM would have cost them extra to add that hardware in. Yeah, it's a shame because there used to be, I guess it was rescinded or something, but there, I remember over the years in broadcasting, there used to be a law that said if you built any radio, it has to have AM and FM. It could have other stuff like shortwave or weather, that kind of stuff. But it had to have AM and FM. Just like when TV started going, remember the old days? Because you were the remote control. Mm-hmm. You'd have to get up because I'd say, Chris, go put it on another channel. But the old days where you have VHF and then UHF was coming in, then every TV had to have both frequencies, of course, back in the old days. Uh, then we went to digital and, you know, there's still UHF stations. But everybody seems, most everybody gets their signals, you know, from cable or satellite or, or other means. So I don't know what happened to, uh, you have to have AM if you have FM. Yeah. But 
Uh, we'll see. Yeah, and to answer your, your other question, no, AM radio is not dead. In fact, far mm-hmm. from it. I think, you know, in the last year, especially with more people being stuck at home, I think radio has made a, a resurgence oh, yeah. in popularity. Absolutely. And more so, that's a good point. And we're still thrilled to be on all of our Into Tomorrow affiliates, AM and FM, and some cases, both, bringing you intotomorrow.com. Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries. So there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars. And it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals, and it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling Tickets That Cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-586-8571. 800-586-8571. 800-586-8571. That's 800-586-8571. Into Tomorrow continues. Uh, you were talking about the first ever VCR, but the one for consumers was made in 1956. It was the size of a piano. I don't know if yeah. that was really for consumers. That was probably the one you were referring to yes. that cost 50 grand because it was for business. Yes. I did mention 1956 was the first commercially successful. You did mention that. You know, VCR. So, so, the same one. so I, I knew we had a mention in here with one of our Into Tomorrow tech tidbits. Yeah. So I, I found it, even if I messed it up. And I'm Dave Graveline. I'll take the blame. And I'm Chris Graveline, and I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'll bet. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live or work. Text RADIO to 35000 to get more info. Again, text RADIO to 35000. Nick in Windsor, Ontario. Welcome Into Tomorrow. I've just started adding some smart devices like smart light bulbs, doorbells, and cameras. I'm the only one in the house. Uh, will I need to get a new router, too? I still um, use a, an Android box, which goes over the Wi-Fi. So I'm wondering if all that contention might require a faster router. My router's maybe six years old. Well, Nick, no, you shouldn't need a new router just because you added a few extra devices unless your original router was very cheap and underpowered. Your new devices are typically relatively dormant most of the time and don't generate a lot of traffic or require a lot of bandwidth. Routers are not all equal, of course, so the fact that it was made six years ago doesn't tell us too much. For example, there were already some gigabit Wi-Fi routers out on the market six years ago, and a router that can handle a gigabit connection should certainly be able to handle a few more devices. Yeah, in theory, a home router should be able to handle in the neighborhood of 250 devices. But Wi-Fi is a very uh, heavy protocol, so people like me who truly like home automation and truly dislike getting off the couch (laughs) uh, sometimes prefer lighter weight wireless protocols that just rely on home automation. Still, just you and a bunch of home devices are probably not going to be making your router sweat too much if it's a decent one. So change it if it gives you trouble, but it probably won't. 
Let's just mention real quick some prizes for those who call in, because call in, win stuff. We got them for you. Mention one or two of these items. We'll do our best to get them to you. No promises, no guarantees. From Infinicore, Wally Grip detachable wallet grip and stand for your smartphone. Puro Sound Labs, wireless noise-canceling headphones for kids. You'll want Dave's love handles. These oh, are yeah. custom into tomorrow's smartphone grips. From SanDisk, ultra dual drive, reversible traditional Type-C USB. And pet peanuts to help you manage your tech rage in a fun new way. There you go. And if you haven't done your taxes yet, we've got a bunch of online Online codes good for any of the TurboTax items. Participate on Into Tomorrow. Join us at intotomorrow.com.